Hi there. This is Cheryl Richardson. Welcome to my weekly Facebook Live. I'm glad to have you here, and I'm, I'll wait a couple of minutes for people to show up. It's, um, I'm here in the northern part of Massachusetts on the East Coast, and we are, I don't know, are we, we're not in the dead of winter anymore, although it feels that way, but we are, um, we are almost towards spring, actually. <laughs> it's March 6th, and spring happens, I think, around the 21st. It's my favorite day of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, I'm looking forward to talking with you tonight and offering you some coaching and some support on whatever topics might be up for you. So um, as we wait for people to join and to just post a comment, let me know where you're from. That would be great. Hi, Mary. Rivard, welcome to you. And hi, Teresa. Um, and Sheila, welcome. Welcome. And hi, Ev. Glad that you're here. And Sarah, welcome to you. Um, hi, Jennifer. It's... Um, it is, it's great. You know, it's six o'clock and it's still light out. I mean, it's like just getting, well, it's not just getting dark, but the sun's gone down, but it's still light out. I can still see the backyard. And that's awesome. I love that. And um, for those of you that may not remember, this week, uh, this weekend here in the States, um, we changed the clocks. We spring forward. So isn't that awesome? It'll be, it'll just, before you know it, spring will be here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the extra light. This is the time where I say, oh, it's six o'clock and it's still, you know, it, it's still light out. I can see next week it'll be seven o'clock at this time. And that always makes me, makes winter a little more bearable at this time, you know, a little bit more able to hang in there. Um, let's see. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jennifer and Angela. Welcome. Glad you're here. And hi, Kit. Hi, Robin. Hi, sweetheart. Andrea and Carmen and Sandra and Bonnie Lee and Cindy, welcome to you. Pamela and uh, Leah and uh, Ursula, welcome. Glad that you're here. And Bindi from uh, Queensland, Australia, welcome to you. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much, Bobby, for your sweet card. I received it this week. Really, I love the story and uh, love to hear about your kids. Um, hi, Andrea and Pamela. And Jen, uh, yes, good Jen. Jen says, oh, I forgot about springing forward. Um, and yeah, and I bet winters in Wisconsin are tough. So isn't that great news? Aren't you happy? I'm happy to be the, the bearer of good news. Um, and Vanessa, welcome to you. And Anne. Um, so tonight, uh, I'm going to just do some coaching and offer you some advice and support. So what you want to do is you want to type... Uh, Post your question in the comment section. Type your question in the comment section. Make sure that you also copy it um, because you may need to repost it a few times as we go through here. That would be very helpful and wise and give you a much better chance of getting some coaching. Um, and while I wait for some of you to post your questions, I kind of thought about what... Um, what would I want to talk about? And you know, I had like seven different things that I wanted to talk about. So then I actually decided I would wait uh, until I got here with you and just sort of trust my gut and um, see what wants to be spoken about. The first thing I think about is, see these little cuties right here? See them? Oops, I always have to make sure I move my hand the right way. These little lambs, I got this, um, this card a long time ago and I had it laminated because it was so freaking adorable. <laughs> so I keep it on my desk, which makes me think about 
um, something that to me is really good self-care. I happen to be a very visual person. And especially when I think about being in the dead of winter, what are some of the things that we can do to kind of lift our spirits or to make ourselves feel better, um, especially during times like when it's dark or when it's, when it's freezing cold outside and you can't get outside? I know some of you from Australia are not experiencing that. Um, what are some of the things you do to um, just create a pleasing environment for yourself um, and lift your mood? And that's one of the things I do is I keep little things around me that just make me smile or make me happy. And I change them up. So um, these little lambs will be here for a while. And then sometimes I'll, there'll be another, um, another photo or statue or something that I'll keep around. Uh, especially in the winter, I always keep fresh flowers around, even if it's just uh, one ranunculus or a tulip or a bunch of tulips that I got at the grocery store for ten dollars. Um, or sometimes I go to uh, we have a great local for florist here, and I the other day I bought a huge um, uh, what do you call it? Just a huge bunch of pussy willows, and I have them on the island in our kitchen. I always they always just make me smile. And um, sometimes what I do too is I change uh, light bulbs to warm colors so that I'm thinking there's a, there's a light in my office here on the other side of the room that um, is underneath a warm colored shade. And so I'll put like a warm colored light bulb in there. So when I walk into a room, it just feels cozy. I have a great salt lamp that Michael gave me for Christmas that's round. So it looks like a um, crystal ball, except it's a salt lamp. And it's a very, very deep amber color. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the salt, lamp, salt lamps around. This one is round. I like the round one. And uh, I put it on every afternoon around this time in our living room along with another little lamp and it just makes me smile every time i walk by walk by the room and i see the the glowing amber light makes me feel good plus you know salt lamps are supposed to um contribute to fresh air and elevated moods as well i don't know if that's true or not but we'll see i've been using it and i know it makes me smile just to look at it so i wonder um I wonder what some of you do to kind of lift your spirits or to make you feel good. The other thing I do sometimes is with my reading glasses, you know, now that I pretty much need them all the time, sometimes I just, I buy funky looking reading glasses. Like, wait a minute, I'll show you. Let's see. Like these ones, red ones. <laughs> I don't know. They just make me laugh. You know, these, these are my like normal navy blue ones or sort of blue gray ones. But sometimes I'll just... I'll just like change up the glasses that I wear or, you know, just really look at, um, look at, you know, some of the, some of the things that I use regularly and ask myself, how can I just make, make a room more, you know, rooms that I use consistently, how can I make it more inviting and more uh, a place that I want to be in? I have a lot of different beautiful crystals that I keep around. I love, I just love I think crystals are beautiful, not to mention the fact that they give off really good vibes. And so I have, I have a wonderful um, tangerine crystal that is the, the artist stone. And I keep that in my office, especially when I'm writing. I'm always, I always have that near me. So I wonder what you do. Um, what kinds of things do you keep around you that lift your spirits, that make you feel good? Um, it might be some music that you listen to or... Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what, tell me what you, um, tell me what you do to lift your spirits, especially if it's in the dead of winter. Oh, I also use a bright light, which is, you know, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you know, um, I'm very familiar with seasonal affective disorder. A lot of people struggle with that. I understand that I was talking with a friend of mine earlier today who's in California and she said it's been raining a lot. And, um, and that she's actually, for the first time in a while, really kind of felt the effects of seasonal affective disorder. So I have a bright light that sits in my office that I use a lot of times when it's cloudy. I'll just keep it right on my desk and I will, um, you know, just glance over at it every now and then. I also, I was just thinking, I don't know why this just came to me, but I also love Beth Stern, who I follow on Instagram. It's under her name, Beth Stern. She's Howard Stern's wife, and she's a huge... Um, animal advocate, in particular cats. She fosters cats and she adopts them out. And every now and then, if I just feel like I need a hit of dopamine or if I'm feeling kind of, you know, if I've been working hard and I just want to break, I'll just go to her Instagram account and I get to watch some videos of some of the cats that she's fostering. And I also get to just dream about the kinds of cats that um, I, might, I might take in at some point in the future when Michael and I are ready. So um, that also makes me happy. Um, bubble bath, somebody says, lavender, salts, candles. Yes, spa music, flowers, sounds good. Somebody else said, um, yoga, another great thing. Every now and then I will just do some poses in my office. It's really, you know, stretching is so important, so important. And I've learned a lot about stre stretching from the CrossFit gym that I go to. We do a whole period of stretching before we work out. Um, uh, you know, before every single workout, we do some stretching for a good 10 or 15 minutes. So um, I also try and incorporate that into my day as well. A few downward dogs, a few child poses, just, you know, getting, getting the blood flowing is a really good idea and not sitting for too long. So um, let's see, just diffuser um, with essential oils. Yes, essential oils. I love them. I love them so much. Rituals of every kind. Mary. Hi, Mary Van Noy. Hi, welcome. It's nice to see you here. Yes, reading glasses in every room. I totally agree with you. Um, lots of colors, Andrea says, especially blues and greens. Yeah, you know, we're so influenced by color. So what colors do you keep around you? What, what um, clothes, colored clothes do you choose to, um, to wear? I know that I I'm always choosing clothes based on how I feel or based on the colors that I'm, you know, that I'm kind of feeling that day. So I think that uh, those things are great too. <laughs> I love it. Somebody says an electric mattress pad. Yeah. I use a wonderful heating pad to warm my bed before I go to bed at night in the winter, especially. Um, <laughs> Adrian says love Peter Frampton and salt lamps. That's great. That's so awesome. Uh, let's see, animal videos, yes, rose crystal in my room, Teresa has, um, yummy soaps, I think that's a great idea, uh, Daisy says, I love to listen to Enya, I love listening to Enya as well, um, some of her old stuff is just awesome, sitting in the sun, Joel says, on the balcony, great, you know, listen, we all need sunlight, real sunlight, on the body, in the eyes, really important. So um, 
Yeah, Robin says she watches more comedies in the winter to laugh more. I love it on Netflix. Once you watch one comedy on Netflix, they email you every day with another idea of a comedy to watch. So um, there's some really great shows that I highly recommend. Speaking of great shows, how many of you are This Is Us fans or Million, A Million Little Things fans um, or Voice fans? Those are also some of the shows. Sometimes I'll take a break in the middle of the day and I'll just go watch 20 minutes of The Voice or... Um, this afternoon, I watched a whole episode of This Is Us. I really love that show. Uh, so that can be a great little treat. I'll do things like that if I'm writing, for example, if I'm on deadline and I'm writing um, and I've been writing for an hour, I'll say to myself, go watch 20 minutes of a show and then get back to writing again and then go watch you know, the last 20 minutes or whatever. So those are some things that I do. Hi, Pia, welcome. And Erica, I'm glad you're here and Ellen. Um, Ellen says she turns on big band music. Oh my God, Glenn Miller, Artie Shaw. It reminds me of my dad. He loved that music as well. Okay, thank you everybody for your great ideas. I would recommend that you all, after this Facebook Live, scroll through and jot down some of the ideas that are new to you because it's a great way to lift your mood, make yourself feel better. It's great self-care. And there's plenty of really, really good ideas here I can see. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start coaching. So if you could post a question, something you want some support with, remember I told you in the beginning of the Facebook live to copy whatever you post because you might need to repost it again. That would be awesome because, um, Facebook just keeps scrolling through these things. Cece says, I'm considering a big move across the country from New York to LA I'm nervous, but also feel the timing's right. What are some meditations you suggest to help guide my decision? Well, actually, CC, what I'd say to you first is, let's not call it a big move. Let's call it an exciting move. Um, I always pay attention to language. So start by calling it an exciting move. If you feel that the timing's right, it makes sense that you would feel nervous um, let me just hold on one second. I want to make sure I remember your name because I like to use your names and Facebook will take your post away from me. Um, it's normal to feel nervous whenever we make a big change. And the key to moving forward with a big change in spite of your nervousness is to do the opposite of what you might think. And that is, Cece, to embrace your nervousness to tell yourself during the day, even though I feel nervous, I love and accept myself. Or even though I feel nervous, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. This comes from the tapping techniques. It's the embracing of the feelings that we have that are uncomfortable. Instead of trying to ignore them or push them away or talk ourselves out of it or um, you know, uh, just trying to get rid of it in some way, the way to take power away from the uncomfortable feelings is to actually embrace them. So um, decide that it's an exciting move that you're considering. You embrace your nervousness. I would recommend that you go to the, um, the uh, hold on one second, let me see. Oh, the Insight Timer app on your phone. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I'm just looking at my phone to confirm that because I have it on mine, yep. Insight Timer um, app. If you have an iPhone, I'm sure they have it for Android as well. They've got thousands of meditations, thousands of guided meditations, CC, on there. Um, 
I don't have one in particular I could recommend, but I would trust your own intuition to, um, to uh, go ahead and pick one for yourself and do a lot of research ahead of time. Make sure that you uh, talk to people who are out there. I'm assuming you've visited already. If not, you might want to visit before you actually move. Um, you might even see if there are people here uh, on this, um, uh, on our Facebook Live who have made big moves. If you've made an exciting move, sorry, caught myself. If you've made an exciting move from one place to another that seems kind of far away, and um, you'd be willing to maybe have a conversation with Cece or, you know, to just talk to her about what you did to make the move more enjoyable, um, you can post something in the comments section here and maybe connect with one another. I think that's an awesome thing to do. It's one of the great things about um, this community. People are really supportive here. So those are some of the things that I would recommend, Cece. And um, remember this. This is so important for all of us to remember. Whenever you make a big change, whenever you make a decision to do something different, you can always change your mind. You really can. Sometimes the only reason we think we can't change our mind is because of the pressure that we put on ourselves. It's as if, you know, oh, well, if I make a decision to move all the way across country, I have to stay there for the rest of my life, even if I'm miserable. Well, of course, that's not true. You might go and decide, you know what? After six months or a year, it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't the right timing after all, or it wasn't the right decision, and I'm going to give myself permission to change my mind. Changing your mind is good self-care. You just want to make sure you get a lot of support beforehand so that you talk it through and you really, you know, you think about it before you just make a big decision. So there you have it, Cece. I wish you all the best with your exciting move. <laughs> Let's see what else we have here for questions. Remember, you want to copy your... Um, your question and repost it. Um, let's see. Uh, Gail says, hi, I'm asking for coaching advice on a new career. I've been self-employed 11 years, not cutting it now, need a stable, great income. Please advise, bills are adding up. So Gail, I'm so glad that you um, asked this question because it's really important, Gail, that right now with bills mounting up and with you feeling financial pressure, you don't want to work, don't call it a career change. Let's not think about it as a new career. That's too big. You just need to get a job right now. And what I would do, the goal right now, think of this as a transition position. The goal is to bring a consistent source of income into your life so that you can take the pressure off of yourself and um, make better decisions that aren't made under pressure, show up more confident because instead of with an air of desperation, even if you think you don't feel it, it's often there. So you want to be able to present yourself well. And we do that when we feel confident and when we have a consistent source of income coming in. So Gail, if it were me, I'd be looking at what are some of the skills that I have that I'm really good at that are fairly stress-free and um, how can I find myself a job that would allow me to use those skills right now while I make this transition? Something that will let, let me, you know, make some money. So, for example, I've said this plenty of times here. If I was really desperate for money, I would go back to waiting tables because I was good at it. I could learn it quickly and I'd find a very successful restaurant in my area and I'd go in and I would work my ass off and you know, take really good care of people in the hopes of um, making better tips. I love organizing. I love um, 
creating order out of chaos. If people would let me, I would go into their homes and they could pay me a nice hourly rate to just completely clean up and organize their homes. Like those are some of the things that I'm good at um, and some of the things that I enjoy that actually don't stress me out. So what are some of the things that you're good at, Gail? If you're not sure right now because you're feeling you know, scared or um, uncomfortable with this, feeling the financial pressure and also leaving this position of being self-employed, which, you know, um, warrants some grief, uh, then you might need to go to some trusted friends or family members and ask them to remind you about what you're really good at. Maybe you're a great baker and you could do some baking or, um, you know, for a local restaurant or a local coffee shop or something like that. So, um, I wouldn't think of it as a career change right now. It really is about getting yourself um, a consistent source of income coming in. Uh, don't hesitate to maybe get some advice from a career coach or um, uh, you know, some friends who maybe are very proactive and uh, extroverted and you know, have maybe uh, done some career, uh, career, have recently changed jobs themselves and might have some good advice for you. So those are some of the things I'd recommend, Gail. Again, I hope it's helpful to you. Um, so Jen says, I'm growing a small business and talked to a new friend, quote friend, who wanted to know about a company I use. I told her about the products I love and that I was planning to become a reseller for them. And she swooped in and stole the area for herself days later. Hmm. Well, Jen, that tells me you had a good idea. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Um, um, I don't know how much of, you know, how long this person has actually been a friend. If they really were a friend, I know you put quotes, I know you're probably pissed and understandably so, I, I get that. Um, I don't know if it's a multi-level marketing company, in which case she has a right to do that, right? But if she's your friend and she didn't tell you, you're probably going to have to have a little come to Jesus conversation about that. And, um, and determine whether or not this is a friendship that can be repaired and sustained or whether or not it's just a signal. It's sort of like, you know, that old saying, every rejection is God's protection. So it might be that in some way you were being protected. Um, I don't know what the whole deal is, but um, I can imagine it's got to be really, it's just disappointing and disheartening. I'm sorry about that. Um, you need to have a straight conversation. Stand up for yourself. Really important. Let's see. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, um, so Amy says, I've been triggered by the, the documentary Leaving Neverland, which I watched, Amy. Michael and I watched it. And I feel it's an important movie, but it's difficult to read the deniers and blind celeb cultists, what to do with the PTSD that comes from this, for instance. So Amy, um, a couple of things. First of all, I'm a coach. I'm not a therapist. And I always like to make the distinction between coaching and therapy. It's very important to do that. Coaches should not be doing therapy. And in this case, uh, Amy, when you're talking about PTSD and being triggered, it really um, requires very good uh, uh, professional support. And you deserve that, Amy. And um, 
it makes complete sense to me having watched the show. And then I don't know, Amy, if you saw the after show that Oprah did, but it, I was so glad that she did that. And she did such a beautiful job. Um, you know, the audience was filled with people who had been uh, victims of sexual trauma. And um, if you didn't see that, I would, I would encourage you to check that out. I'm sure you can, you know, you can get it on HBO. Um, I would really encourage you to put in a call to a therapist, Amy. Uh, the Psychology Today website has a find a therapist section that's very, very good. That's important. But here's the other important thing. When you said it's difficult to read the deniers, stop reading that stuff. It's not good self-care to, well, let me say this. It is so seductive to get pulled in to those kinds of things, right? To get, to be reading the reviews, to be reading the dialogues. I mean, how many of you have ever been scrolling through your Facebook feed and seeing people arguing about, I don't know, vaccines or health related stuff, or, you know, just there's all kinds of things that happen online and you get pulled in and now you're like, you're reading people's arguments back and forth. There's something going on in the brain. It's probably we're getting hits of dopamine or something, but, but Amy, you want to stop reading all of that. It's good self-care to put a wall between you and um, whatever deniers that you're reading. I personally believe the two young men. Um, as somebody who's dealt with a lot of people who have had sexual trauma, um, I think the both of them are speaking the truth. That's my personal feeling. And um, I really admire their courage, what incredible courage, um, and their desire to come forward with the truth of the grooming process so that parents and other children and adults can be well-educated. That's my opinion. And you know what? I'm entitled to it and I own it and I don't really care whether people disagree or not. So, um, and I'm not going to uh, get into a pissing contest and I'm not going to be reading, um, just reading people going back and forth. You've got better things to do, Amy. And one of those really does need to be giving yourself the gift of the emotional support you deserve to deal with this period of being triggered and dealing with PTSD. And so you don't want to be looking for a coach. You actually want to be looking for a therapist. And there are plenty of therapists in the psychology today. Um, find a therapist section. You will be able to um, search for somebody who has experience in that area. And I think it would be really helpful to you. So I wish you all the best with that, Amy. And I'm so sorry that, um, that you've been, I mean, I'm not surprised you've been triggered. That's going to happen, I think, to anybody who's watching that show. Um, I'm sorry that you've been subjected to some of the feedback that's been so painful, but don't do that to yourself anymore. Please don't do that. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, Cheryl says, how do I recall dreams? I used to recall seven in one night, but not so much in the last couple of years. Well, Cheryl, um, you know, we all dream. It's just a question of whether or not we remember them. I always, I always keep a little journal. I keep a gym, a gym, a gym journal. <laughs> I keep a dream journal next to my bed. Um, I make sure that I go to bed early. I try to get to bed um, by 10 o'clock for me as early. Come midnight, the wake-up hormones start to kick in. So you want to be in bed before then so that you can stay asleep. Um, I would be looking at your sleep hygiene, Cheryl. Are you, um, you know, are you in a cool room? Are all of the 
uh, are the lights blocked out? Uh, are you getting to bed at a good enough, you know, an early enough time? No electronics in the bedroom whatsoever. Don't do it, people. I've tested it. It's, it makes a huge difference. I don't care if your phone's on airport. Put it, leave it someplace else. Keep it out of the bedroom. Um, so making sure that you're getting restful sleep will be helpful. And then simply telling your unconscious before you go to sleep that you're actually, you want to be present for dreams. And just be patient with it. And if you wake up and you even just remember a snippet of a dream, you want to go ahead and write that snippet down. And again, if you, you, know, you fall back to sleep and then you remember another snippet, go ahead and write it down. That sends a message to the unconscious that you're paying attention and that you're interested in what it has to say. And you'll find pretty much over time, I think a lot of times the reason people have a hard time remembering their dreams is their sleep hygiene's off and they're tired. And so they're either up and down and up and down or they're not getting a deep, deep enough sleep. So um, that's what I would recommend, Cheryl. I hope that's helpful. Let's see. Um, okay. Um, I'm just looking through here. Um, um, okay, Susan Stanton, you say I'm running for SB, and I don't know what that is. But I feel frozen when it comes to the financial aspect. I need to submit my paperwork to get on the ballot. Just feel stuck in getting it wrong. Okay, well then there's a clue. So I'm assuming this is some kind of a, um, a political or community um, position that you're going to be in some kind of office that you're going to be running for, Susan. So I would ask for help, first of all. Whenever we feel stuck, we're missing three things. One of three things are all three things. Friends, facts, and faith. We sometimes need more information to move forward, and we don't have it, so we don't know what to do. That's clearly what's going on here as well when you say, I'm afraid of getting it wrong. Well, is there more information that you need? Is there somebody that you know who has done this before that could help you out? Um, what kind of support do you have? Is there someone in your life that you can call and say, listen, I've got to get this thing done. I'm dragging my feet. I'm nervous about it. Makes sense you'd be nervous. It's a new thing, right? I'm nervous about it. Could you help me? Could you just come sit with me while I get this done? Just like sit with me. You know, every Wednesday, my friend Beth and I get together and we go to a local coffee shop with our computers and we sit down and we get all our email done and any kind of writing or, you know, um, any kind of paperwork stuff that we need to get done. And we always marvel at how just sitting with each other helps us to get things completed, just sitting with each other. And um, it's changed my life because I know during the week, I don't have to panic about getting back to people. I know that every Wednesday I've set aside time and that I'll be able to do that. So if you just sit with somebody, Susan, that could be really helpful. That's the friends part. And then eventually, when you get the application done, you've gotten the support, you've got the information you need, then you just have to have faith. You know, one of the great things about getting older is I've reached a point in my life where I feel like if something's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And if it isn't meant to happen, it's not going to happen. And it means there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. So sometimes it's helpful to take the pressure or the weight off of whatever it is you're hoping will happen so that it doesn't feel so significant. I had a really good friend of mine um, who passed away recently, and 
she used to always say to me, Cheryl, when you find yourself really scared about something, just say to yourself, honey, don't make it so significant. At the end of the day, it's just one more thing in life. And so don't make it that significant, um, my dear. Just go ahead and um, get some help and get the information you need. Then give it a try. If it's meant to happen, it will happen. But you got to take action, right? Got to do that. All right. Good luck to you. And good luck with that. Tell me what SB stands for. Will you just put it in the comment section? I want to look and see. Um, Angela says, hi, Cheryl, any advice on leaving a toxic relationship? I've been struggling to leave um, who I strongly believe is a narcissist. I'm struggling with letting go when I've invested five years with this person. I'm praying for strength and clarity. Love you and your work. Thank you. Angela, um, you, it's, if a relationship is toxic, and in particular, if it's with a narcissist, if that ends up being the case, you cannot leave on your own. You're going to need support. Um, I would strongly recommend that you get into therapy. You can go to the Psychology Today website, look for a therapist who specializes in narcissism. Um, it doesn't matter that you've invested five years. What matters is how you feel today and what you need to do. If, in fact, you are in a relationship with a narcissist, then there's a really good chance that um, a lot has gone on to kind of whittle away at your self-esteem. So here's what I like to say about toxic relationships and relationships with narcissists. It's like being in the room with a bad virus. You can't help but catch it. It lowers your, lowers your emotional immune system. And each time your Im emotional immune system gets lowered, you lose power. And power, personal power, is what we need in order to leave a toxic relationship. So what does that mean? It means you need to get reclaim some power somewhere else. And that can often be in the office of a really good therapist who understands narcissism and who can work with you. And I would actually go in and I would say, I am in a toxic relationship. I need help getting out. Um, and that's what I'd like to work on specifically. And then just be willing to hang in there for as long as it takes. Now, if there's any abuse going on, um, then I would encourage you to locate uh, a, a women's crisis center in your area. They are very, usually very well equipped at helping people to disentangle themselves, dismantle, not disentangle, from abusive or toxic relationships. And they're often very experienced with narcissism, borderline personality disorder, um, bipolar disorder. So uh, I would also encourage you to consider something like that. I know where I live, we've got an unbelievable women's crisis center that does fabulous work throughout the country. And um, I would encourage you to look for that as a resource as well. And um, I wish you all the best. I'm sending you lots of, uh, lots of courage, lots of courage to reach out and get the help you deserve. Okay, let's see. We'll just do one or two more before um, before we sign off for now. Um, yeah. I see some of you are responding to each other. That's really sweet. I love that you do that. Uh, yeah, Star says, I'm struggling with my purpose as well. Empty nest, close to retirement, not knowing who I am. What do you suggest? How do I find myself? Well, Star, you're in the right place at the right time when a woman um, or a man 
comes to an empty nest period or a retirement period, if they're considering retiring, it's very common to start asking the question, what do I want to be when I grow up now at this time in my life, right at this different at this different period of my life. So it's absolutely normal. I like to think of this time as an exciting adventure instead of a scary time. So pay attention once again to the, um, the language that you use. This is a, you know, it's an exciting time in your life and there's an opportunity for you to um, really just get to know yourself in a exciting, deeper, richer way. Might be a good time to get into therapy with somebody who, supports midlife women or empty nesters in um, discovering who they are. I would also recommend that you pick up a copy of my uh, audio program, Finding Your Passion. It's a really good practical program that helps you. It, it kind of, I, I give you very specific exercises to help you get in touch with what you love, what interests you, and then how to kind of put that to practical use. Although I would say this for you, Star, Forget about the practical use part and just decide that over the next year, you're going to really get to know yourself in a deeper, in a deeper way. You're going to go on a treasure hunt and you're going to do things like look at all the books in your bookshelves and see what are the things you've been reading about for years? What are the movies that you love? Um, you know, what kinds of classes are you drawn to? What kinds of people are you drawn to? What do you follow? Who do you follow online or what topics do you follow online? Like it really becomes this treasure hunt. And um, your purpose, all of our purpose, is to grow and evolve as spiritual beings, to get to know ourselves better, to learn to love ourselves more deeply. I mean, that's, that's the reason we're here. The soul is here to experience life, not to figure out the right career. <laughs> that's just one piece, one way that we experience life. So, um, I wouldn't worry so much about this sort of heavy thing called purpose. We put a lot of weight on that. Right now, your only purpose is to really explore who Star is at this time in her life. It's fun. It's exciting. And I would also recommend that you maybe maybe take a look, you know, if you haven't read Waking Up in Winter, that's what that book is all about. It's about my own arrival at a period in my life where I had no idea I, I was... I, I had some ideas of what I didn't want to do anymore or what I was saying goodbye to or saying a partial goodbye to, um, but I didn't know where I was headed. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, that book was all about meandering. And that's what I want for you, Star, right now is I want you to give yourself time to meander instead of trying to figure it all out. Take time and live in the unknown. <coughs> I always forget to drink water. Anyway, all right, Star, I hope that's helpful to you. Okay, I'm going to sign off. I see that, um, thank you, I know a lot of you have been posting your questions a few times, and um, and uh, I um, will look forward to hopefully being able to give you some advice next time. Hopefully some of the advice um, I give to some of you will also apply while I'm talking to one person specifically, I'm also hoping that some of the advice applies to all of you and that it's helpful in some way. If it isn't now, it probably will be at some point because life, you know, we all go through similar things, people, don't we? We really do. Anyway, I um, really appreciate you being here. I always say that. Uh, I wish you all the best. Remember, we started out tonight's Facebook Live talking about some of the little things you can do 
to lift your spirits, to elevate your mood, to uh, practice good self-care, to make your environment a delicious place to be. There's a lot of good ideas in here in the comments section. So once again, go through and read them. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to have a tickle in my throat. It's from talking too fast. Anyway, I so appreciate you all <coughs> being here with me tonight. And I will look forward to next week, okay? All right. Um, <coughs> sorry, makes me crazy. There are just a few spots left in the retreat. I'll put a link to it here for April. And um, <coughs> in the meantime... <coughs> I wish I could mute my coughs. In the meantime, have a really great week. And I will, um, I'll talk to you again next week. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter so you know when the next Facebook Live is. I always put it in there first. Okay? All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for putting up with my coughing. <laughs> and um, thank you for spending the, 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 uh, this Facebook Live with me. I always really appreciate it. I send you all a lot of love. Take good care. Bye.